Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Anime Podcasters. I'm your host Hotshot Ginger and today I have with me Giant Music. How are you Jaden? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Hi guys. Welcome back to another episode of Anime Podcasters. Double intro. Um, I'm very happy to be here. How are you Hotshot? I feel betrayed because you offered me the intro and I did it and then you just did it anyway. I feel a little hurt. It's a force of habit. I apologize but I'm glad that you are here um we have an amazing topic today we are going to be talking about dragon ball dragon ball z dragon ball gt dragon ball super dragon ball the broly movie that just came out um a bunch of stuff just it's going to be a dragon ball centric podcast and we have your audience questions at the very end that we will be answering so i'm very happy to be here with you guys and with all of you uh hotshot how have you been? How's the how's life since um, uh, the last podcast? Since I work at a movie theater, the Broly movie has completely annihilated me. Because in a good or bad way? In a, I mean, as a worker, in a bad way, because we've been absolutely creamed ever since it came out. But as a Dragon Ball fan, I couldn't be happier about it. Day one, when we got it, there was actually like an almost sold-out theater sold entirely of people decked in Dragon Ball gear. That is... Is what a theater should be like every day, Hotshot. I work at a theater, so please no. Just stay home. Go to Netflix. Every day. Go to hot Netflix. Hot no. Hey, I'm off today, so please, yeah, go ahead and crowd the theater. But when I'm working, just stay away from me. <laughs> so, uh, before we get to the topic, I have uh, two uh, announcements to do very quickly, and then we'll get into the topic. Number one, uh, we now have merch. Giant Music merch is now available. Go to giantmusic.com backslash shop, and you can get some merch. Uh, Keo designed all of the art. It's so amazing. We have t-shirts. We have um, stickers. We have hoodies. We have a bunch of stuff, so go check out all this uh, new merch. Uh, I'm very excited for you guys to uh, be purchasing. So giantmusic.com backslash shop. And uh, so that's the first announcement. Second announcement. Whoa, whoa, this is episode up, hold up, 49. Hold up, hold up, oh, hold up. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm holding. Do we have any Hotshot merch? We do not. <laughs> I am my biggest fan. I demand more Hotshot merch. Okay, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll see how the giant music sales go, go first. Pro. And then <laughs> go pro. Draw me a thing. He's not even here. I'm all alone. It's a sad, sad time. Oh, man. And, uh... The second announcement, this is episode 49. So for episode 50, we want to do something very special. I came up with this idea. Yes, yes, it's going to sound so stupid. But I came up with this idea. For episode 50, I want to do a giant music roast. I want to get roasted by the listeners, the viewers. So this is what we have set out, set up. You can email roastgiant at hotmail.com. You can roast me with anything you want, any comment. Where This will be like a, a uh, 18 plus, like you guys can go in as much as you want on the roast. So go to that email and send us your roast, whatever you want to, however you want to insult me. Um, go ahead, put it in there. And then what we're going to do is go through the entire uh, podcast and just read the, your emails, your comments. If you want to leave a mo voicemail and attach it to the email, you can do that too. So you can roast Giant. You can roast me for episode 50. Uh, what is wrong with me, Hotshot? Everything and anything is wrong with you, Jaden. You love nothing more than this podcast, as well as maple syrup and hockey. I can't skate. I feel like I went too far. <laughs> <laughs> you legitimately yeah, so made me a giant think I went roast. too are far you, are... for some reason. No, no, no. It's all good. Um, 
How do you feel about the giant music roast? Do you like this idea? I like this idea because that means I'm not the only one that gets to insult you anymore. Yay! We're going to gang up on me. Okay, so this is enough talking. Let's get into Dragon Ball. Let's get into this amazing anime that we all are a big fan of. I love how you Hacha, say this how enough. How did you hear? I love how you say this enough talking, yeah. and then we get right into more talking. Yeah, enough of this updating is what I should have said. Um, Let's get into the topic. Hotshot, how did you hear about Dragon Ball? How did you come across this, and what was your first impressions on Dragon Ball? My first impression was actually when I was uh, when I was younger, and it was actually to the original Dragon Ball. Luckily, um, we had a VHS tape of um, Dragon Ball and the Blood Rubies, so it went through the first. I'm assuming few episodes of the original Dragon Ball. So I saw Goku at home. I saw him with uh, with Bulma, and then it went all the way up until um, the Blood Rubies were recovered. I don't remember that part all that well. But I met Yamcha. You mean I the met Dragon Chi-Chi. Balls? I'm no, I'm I mean Blood Rubies. They were called Blood Rubies. They were called Blood Rubies. I did not know this. What? There's a VHS uh, VHS movie called Dragon Ball: The Blood Rubies from. Uh, I don't know how long ago, but that's what it was. I think it just, like, hashed in a bunch of episodes and compiled them together. But I'm honestly not 100% sure because I didn't see it since I was, like, seven. But Oh, my. Yeah, this is a thing. Yeah. It, it's a legit thing. That's a thing that I owned when I was a kid. Curse of the Blood Rubies. Curse of the Blood Rubies. I did not know okay. this was... Wow. Okay. I thought I I legitimately thought you were confusing Dragon Balls with Blood Rubies. But, no, this is this there's this is a whole movie. Okay. This is really cool. So it starts with um it starts with Goku and Bulma at Goku's place and then they work their way to the desert bandit being Yamcha and then it goes on further till uh Chi-Chi and the Ox King and Master Roshi actually at max power using Kamehameha and that's amazing and there's one more arc in it but I can't remember what it is unfortunately but I see like all the major characters that I see come back and I just fell in love with it like I mean wow wow uh Probably I like Power Pole Expand and the Flying Nimbus a lot more than I should, especially Those are since classics. Those are the classics. Those man. are classics, yeah, but like after like Dragon Ball, like after original Dragon Ball, they hold no place. They do, but they they don't, but they do in the sense that they are nostalgic. They're iconic. They are They're so iconic, nostalgic. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um I would I, I would say that my first impressions and what I remember my earliest memories of Dragon Ball was King Piccolo versus Kid Goku. See, I never saw that, that fight, unfortunately. Oh, that fight was so good. I mean, I just remember um, that whole arc was so action-packed. You had uh, uh, Master Roshi using the Mafuba wave to try to seal King Piccolo and failing to do so. Then Tien gets involved, can't can get it done. And then Kid Goku really absolutely fights against King Piccolo, and it's a great fight. And at the very end, that supercharged punch right through King Piccolo piccolo's chest but right before king piccolo dies he spits out uh who we know now as piccolo um and it was just such a great fight and dragon ball to me was the anime that introduced me to my love for anime does that make sense it does and actually i do remember seeing something along that line isn't that where the dragon fist or ape fist came in yes the dragon fist yes like a fist so powerful that he actually charges through piccolo dragon fist it is dragon fist yes that's the that's the that's the that's that's the fist dude i mean that is a move that i definitely remember but from another series Oh, what series? I love that move. That move is my favorite. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, but what what series? It is actually legitimately from? one of my favorite moves. Um, I first saw it in Dragon Ball GT, though. I saw it used on uh, Super Seventeen. 
Oh, I remember this Super Seventeen. Oh, that we're jumping all over the place, guys. We we're gonna be going all over the place with with Dragon Ball. So I hope you've watched like everything. Uh, personally, GT to me was the weakest of all the Dragon Ball series. Well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of why they Dragon Ball Super it Dragon out. Ball Z and Dragon Ball. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's it's not uh, it's not canon. There was a lot of stuff that was wrong with GT, and uh, I don't want to get too far down the GB GT rabbit hole. But what what were your thoughts on GT uh, uh, with Goku at the very beginning? Like, it was really the first series that continued Dragon Ball Z, where you had uh, Super Saiyan three, uh, Goku teaching Oob, and then they go to the uh, Com another coming house the um oh my god why am i forget dende's palace the, the, uh, up, in, the up in the lookout what yeah the lookout um they go to the, the lookout and they start training and then you have peel off wish for goku to go back to kid size well, of all things to wish for you just wish yeah. to go back to kid size and he's doing that to like bring goku back so he won't be as powerful so it will be easy to, to defeat no really you just made him smaller he can still go... Just, just wish for immortality. He can still go Super Saiyan. He can still do all this and everything else. So making him smaller honestly just makes him a harder target to hit. <laughs> He, he does get weaker. I remember him being not as strong. Um, he had a harder time staying in Super Saiyan 3 and just stuff like that. But why don't you just wish to, like... Kill him, or wish to be stronger than him. I don't understand. Like, the, there's a lot of moments of like Dragon Ball logic. I think, will never... I think for when it comes to killing Goku, I think he wanted to take care of it personally. So like, he wanted his Fair blood enough. on his hands, not like Almighty Dragon, kill my enemy for me. Like he wanted to kill them because I mean, if Dragon Ball, sense. if Dragon Ball showed us anything, it's that villains like it when they kill who does them wrong. They don't want anyone to do it for them. They want to do it. Like, no, definitely. I mean, a um, sorry to jump around again, but a prime example no, of that is uh, Frieza in the Broly movie. Oh my God, Frieza! In, yeah, no, I know. I I absolutely understand that, but I just wanted to fin conclude this on 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 GT. Yeah, to me, go, it just go. felt like it had a weak start. It had a weak start, and then it was just all rambly in the middle. And uh, for the longest time, they don't they don't gather the the Dragon Balls, and then at the very end, they managed to dragon the, the, to gather the rest of the Dragon Balls. Uh, Trunks did not feel like a strong character to me. I I wanted future. Trunks, not this like teenage trunks that just kind of happened to be there. And Pan, I wasn't a fan of Pan. Uh, the villains were very weak, like Super 17. So you just rehashed an old villain. Um, what the, the, I guess the Omega Shenron was cool, but but uh, just to me, overall, Dragon Ball GT was not a not a good series. But yes, if you want to go to Broly, uh, uh, I'm, I'm listening, I'm all ears. I just saw this last week, I loved it. I loved it. I um so I saw it like I told you off uh, off recording, I saw it without seeing any of Super. But I knew a little bit about the Tournament of Power. I've seen Battle of Gods, so I knew Beerus and what and Whis and everything. But just jumping along, I did not expect it to start with the destruction of Vegeta. And I honestly love that arc, and I love all the characters in it. I love Bardock. I love Gene. I love Broly. I even love Paragus. Like I love a lot of these characters, and for that to actually have a fresh new feel to it i love it it's it's really pretty and really easy to do and with new characters coming in uh chilai and unfortunately i can't remember the older guy's name her partner do you remember oh i know no i don't remember the name but i know who you're talking about yeah but so, it's okay so those two coming in was they actually felt important to the story like they weren't just oh hey here's Broly now we did our part you're done you're good to go but they actually contribute like actually end up being major characters and the way they find Broly and Broly surviving I just wish that we could have seen Broly actually as a great ape unfortunately we didn't yet by the way spoilers guys 
I think that kind of went on, like, self-explanatory here, but yeah, spoilers. I wish we could have seen Broly as a bit as a great ape instead of it just being implied, but still. No, I, I know. I, I mean, he does go great ape in the sense that like he takes the great ape energy and like his first transformation is him like is uh, him like having taking in that energy. Yeah, yeah. Is him having he takes the power in that energy and he like really goes after Vegeta. Yeah, him having the power of a great ape, but still being like in his regular form because he can't actually go great ape, great ape, great ape anymore. Though the small problem with that for me is the fact that so he has great eight power the entire time, and meanwhile Vegeta and Goku actually go from Super Saiyan to Super Saiyan God to Super Saiyan Blue, and great ape energy is keeping up with all of that. Like that is before Super Saiyan even activates for Broly. No, I know it's insane. Uh, Broly is on another level. Literally, it takes. Uh, uh, they needed to make the non-canon Gogeta become ca- canon like it, we've gotten so far down the rabbit hole of like power that that you have to bring in non-canon characters to make them canon i mean they literally have broly be strong enough to the, like to go head to head with beerus is what uh, uh, goku said like broly might be stronger than beerus that's insane that's literally a god of destruction level um i remember like at the beginning when uh of super when gods of destruction were introduced um I was like, okay, so this is this is the new tier. You know, like, Goku's gonna have to fight his way to, like, get to that level. But then we get to the Tournament of Power, and you have characters that are, like, God-tier levels. Like, literally, God of Destruction-tier levels. And you're like, wait, what? That makes no sense. And then you get Broly in there. Like, I, the power scaling in Dragon Ball is one thing I will never understand. There's a reason why they got rid of Scouters after uh, the Namek arc. These power levels, yeah, these attacks, they, they everything, mean- are just so out there. They mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> and by that, I mean I mean scouters. And, okay, so something that I do like different a lot more about this Broly than the last Broly. This Broly, at the end, once he's finally calmed down, once, like, everything, the fight has been done and over and done with, he isn't killed outright by the others like he usually is, but instead saved, and then Goku goes and sees him, and... Yeah, every now and again, like, they'll train together. So that tells me that Broly is a good guy. He's on their side. Like, once he actually gets calmed down and domesticated of sorts. Like, that means Broly is a good guy, an ally, a hero, not someone that they have to I disagree. Destroy. No? I, abs- I, I actually disagree. I think it's uh, ambiguous. I don't think he's full out just a good guy. I think he's likely to be on their side. But the thing is, remember at the end of the movie, Frieza's all like, oh, um, uh, he gets us. Should we go after them and go get Broly right now? Like, no, give him time. You know, give them time to readjust and then we'll we'll make contact again. So he's just as re- reachable by Goku than he is. As uh, he is as Frieza. Frieza, yeah. So, but here's the thing. Frieza is letting him stay on the planet and ignoring him for like, let's 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 say we give it a year. So he just leaves Broly alone for a year. But in all that time, Goku is going to be coming back to the planet and seeing Broly, training with him, training him, and doing all this other stuff like Goku is someone that he will grow accustomed to Goku is someone he will see and grow that friendship with or Frieza is just I'll pick him up in a year and then he'll just be my mindless servant well as Goku is like there training him he's a recognizable friendly face to him as time goes on I understand that but if that happens then who's the enemy now that's actually a really good point like if yeah if Broly Broly is the next enemy 
Broly is I don't think the Broly ultimate enemy. It's not going to be I don't think he's going to become a Z fighter. Like Broly's well, not I mean, I don't think he's going to be a Z, Z fighter, but he's going to be like in terms of say like we Cerberus, like every now and again he'll pop by and like help out, but I don't think he's going to be a Z fighter. I just think he's going to be like on their side. Either that or all he'll do is train with Goku, and he won't fight anymore. Because I mean, every yeah, no, because no, he's a warrior. He's the same. Warrior. I know. He's not gonna I know not that, fight but anymore. I mean, he's been raised to only fight and everything else. But every single time he fights, he's caused some kind of massive destruction. So maybe if he is domesticated and Chi-Li, the old guy, and Goku like teach him and train him stuff like that. Maybe he'll give up the way of fighting. I'm not saying he will because you're right. He is a Saiyan, so that is probably completely off the table. But it's still an idea that it's in there. It, I mean, it's possible. There's so many possibilities after this movie. Like this movie's the ending of this movie really leaves it wide open to what's going to happen next. And the thing is, after this movie uh, aired, like the, after the first week it aired, a lot of YouTubers, anime YouTubers, uh, and a lot of um, these random websites were making articles like uh, I'm just announcing Dragon Ball Super renewed. It's renewed. It's renewed. Like everyone's like freaking out. All oh, Dragon Ball Super, and this is this is kind of what I hate about the anime community on YouTube and just like in general. People when they hear some sort of information, they will just jump and flock to it and just be like, "Oh, this is this is 100 sure. This is 100 the case." Instead of opening totally to possibilities of it actually being, "Hey, this could happen," or it could completely flip and this could happen instead. They're just like, "Okay, this is happening yes. and this is the way it is." But then Toei comes out with this statement saying that they don't have any plans to renew Dragon Ball Super in the near future. I mean, I think they will, logically, but it's not happening right now, and stop freaking out so crazily, guys, in the sense that you can't just, just because you see something online, and you just, a, a YouTuber you subscribe to is like, oh, uh, uh, Broly, uh, Dragon Ball Super was such a, such a hit, um, it's, uh, it's gonna be renewed, uh, most likely, but it's not confirmed yet, so just breathe through your nose and just think this one through. Don't be so emotional to jump to it. I just, I just felt I needed to, to vocalize that on the podcast. Um, another point I wanted to say about Broly is this. Um, how crazy, I know this is going to be random, but how crazy was the animation in that movie? Dude? I loved it. <laughs> it was really pretty. It was really like, I mean, obviously, like if you're prone to seizures or anything like that, yeah, no, this is not for you, but... <laughs> Oh I mean, it's not though. There's lots of flashes. There's lots of energy blasts. There's a no. Lot I know. Of... I know. But like of all of all things to say, yes. No. I agree. The only really okay. Point. The only reason I'm actually saying that is because in my workplace, we legitimately have a warning sign dedicated to it. I mean, I saw a warning sign too when I went to see the movie theater. It's like, yeah. Th that's yeah. the only reason I'm saying it is because it's it's pretty well known at this point. Plus, it's Dragon Ball, so it's even more well known. So. But the animation, as far as the animation goes, it was crisp, it was clean, it was fast, action-packed. I loved it. I lo It was very, very, very pretty to look at. Oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, I, I wanted to go here uh, with you. Um, who was your favorite villain out of all of the Dragon Ball universe? Boo. Which Boo? Kid Boo. Okay. Okay, Kid Boo. Why do you love Kid Boo so much? I, lo I mean, I love all of Boo's except for... <sighs> I'm sorry, I don't like Majin Buu at all. Like, even when he's evil, and especially when he's good, I do not like Majin Buu. But, what? yeah, I just... Why? I don't know. I just, like, I hate it. I don't hate him, but I really don't like him. Is there anything that makes you not like him? I just find him, like, really annoying and really just... He picks Hercule, of all people, to hang out with, which I hate even more. And... 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just a really weird connection. Uh, hate. I feel like I don't like Hercule. Boo hangs out with Hercule. I just find Boo like annoying and like way too childish. Like Goten is even more adult than Boo is. Like just the I'm hungry, fade mate. Like that kind of joke. Just it. It's funny for me for like one or two times, and then after that, that being all it is, I'm just done. But you're over I'm it. Over it. It just it's it's lost its novelty after that. But then when he turns into Super Boo and then absorbs uh, Gotenks and then Gohan, then eventually just turns into Kid Boo. Kid Boo I like because he is absolute pure evil. Like there's no mercy, there's no mal or there's all malice, and there's just intent to kill. And it's just he can't even vocalize that like why he's doing anything. It's just a rabid just la- manic laughter on a psychopathic killing spree. Like, Frieza, you can understand his evil. Like, you don't understand or agree with what he's doing. But Boo, you have absolutely no idea. Boo, Boo just wants to destroy everything. And I really love that um, about him because it's so simple. But it's so... It draws so much power. And when... um. What I loved uh, about Kid Boo was when uh, Vegeta and Goku go to the Kai planet to uh, fight against uh, uh, fight against Kid Boo, and they get rid of the Pataras, and like all the Kai's are like, "What are you doing? Are you insane?" And they're like, uh, and then everyone's just, "How are they gonna do this if they can't if they can't use the the, the Pataras? What are they gonna do?" And then you just see Vegeta and Goku, and they're like, "Okay, who's going first? Rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors. <laughs> Rock paper scissors." <laughs> Which is such a Goku Vegeta thing to do. It those two are the best. I love them. I love them as a duo. They, 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 they are just so iconic. Hotshot. Vegeta and Goku, like, as friends and rivals? As, yes, They're yes. probably the most iconic in that pairing. Like, that's why we have uh, pairings across anime like Naruto and Sasuke or Blackstar and Kid or... I mean, there's, like, several more to draw from. Like, almost every anime has something of that aspect. And I don't even know if Goku and Vegeta are the first ones, but they are definitely probably the most recognizable. They are one of the most recognizable. What I love is how different they are. Like, Goku is this very, um, I wouldn't say soft, but he doesn't have the killer instinct that Vegeta has, and he's more childish, and he's more, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, Not relaxed, but just more freely... Carefree, carefree is a great way, but and Vegeta is so way more prideful, way more way prideful, more prideful like goal oriented, just like doesn't like unnecessary tasks or like meaningless stuff. Just it's training, goal oriented, get stronger than Kakarot, that kind of thing. Just completely like narrow sighted, whereas Goku is just completely open to pretty much everything kind of like how you're like vegeta when it comes to the podcast and meanwhile i'm goku just easily getting distracted by everything around me and then then yes, when i have nothing but I'm else clearly going clearly more powerful i'm clearly more, more powerful though so I, I guess it kind of makes sense wait so wait that would mean you have goku's power but you're vegeta but i'm goku but i'm have vegeta's power yeah i, I will take that yeah i just <laughs> yeah no i don't like that trade <laughs> <laughs> but you explained it so well give, so i think give you're me, okay with give it. me back goku's power <laughs> i mean listen since since you have vegeta's power i'll give it back to you when you go super saiyan 3 how about that i will dye my hair and grow it out just to prove you wrong <laughs> <laughs> did you get that joke by the way super saiyan 3 yeah super saiyan 3 well vegeta yeah vegeta can't happened. go super saying three Although he, can go, although he can go Super Saiyan God and Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. And another thing I hated about GT, 
to make okay Super Saiyan Four was so dumb, but the way that Vegeta goes Super Saiyan Four is he gets Bulma to build him a beam <laughs> to shoot him with the beam to transform him into a Super Saiyan Four. What the hell? Okay, I will fully admit to both of those points. However, I actually really like Super Saiyan Four. I like Super Saiyan Four Goku, and I like Super Saiyan Four Gogeta. Super Saiyan Four Gogeta was cool just because it was Gogeta. But what is cool about Super Saiyan Four in general? Because that makes no sense. Murderous intent, Saiyan. Can you elaborate? I mean, when okay, so when you go Super Saiyan, and then up to Super Saiyan Two, then up to Super Saiyan Three, then up to Super Saiyan Four. With each level, you grow more and more like Saiyan battle hungry. So like Super Saiyan One. You're just here to finish the fight. Super Saiyan 2, you lose yourself to the thrill of the fight. Super Saiyan 3, you're back to, like, basically wanting to obliterate the enemy, proving you're the best. Super Saiyan 4, you only want to use, like, in front of enemies because anyone who gets caught in your line of sight, you will kill. And it's just something that, like, the more power you get, the more, like, you lose yourself to it kind of spiel to me. Plus, I mean, I just like the design of Super Saiyan 4, if I'm being completely honest. I mean... It felt like a great ape ripoff to me. I mean, yeah, that, but remember, they're great apes. I mean, they're ape beings. They just have, like, the physical body of, a, of like, a white-back gorilla kind of thing. And I honestly just really kind of liked it, especially when it was red. Or, I mean, it was always red. But you know what I mean. Fair enough. Fair I enough. I guess it, I also, another thing... Yeah, go ahead. I just thought it looked cool, really. And the fact that, like, in GT, when Goku went Super Saiyan 4... I mean, the fact that he went um, four when he was a kid, but he grew, but Super Saiyan four mo mode was grown up, made absolutely no sense. But I know, I don't know. I just like, the, I just that, like the power. And I want like to add to that. I want to add to that. To me, what's cool about a Super Saiyan form is the journey. Like when Goku goes Super Saiyan God for the first time in GT. Uh, I'm sorry, in Super. And Super, when they have uh, all of the Saiyans holding their hands together, and then he goes Super Saiyan God. That was cool. That was really cool. But then, when Goku goes Super Saiyan Four, he's on the Kaioshin planet, and they literally have to grab like huge pliers and pull his tail back out. Like, I mean, this is ridiculous. No, no, no. It's like, like many scenes are just him going, ow, ow, ow. And they're just pulling his tail. And it's like, what are you, what is, what has this become? Like, where are we going with this? And, um, when, I guess it's, it came into that clutch moment, like those Super Saiyan moments where he goes into, uh, it goes into Super Saiyan 1 after Krillin dies on Namek. That was really clutch because Frieza was getting more powerful. And what else do we have to destroy uh, Frieza? We just used the, the spirit bomb and that didn't work. So I do appreciate that of Super Saiyan 4 where it follows the clutch moments but at the same time the journey of how it, we got to Super Saiyan 4 was just no good at all to me and I I could definitely leave it on the side no I'll, me, I'll completely leave that like the journey to 4 yeah no that can just be thrown out the window but the end result of 4 like the power the look and everything of 4 that I like but everything else about it literally everything else about it yeah no just just toss that in Yamcha's mouth just feed gar just feed garbage. Favorite feed garbage Dragon garbage. Ball attack. Favorite attack? What was your favorite Dragon Ball attack? Super Dragon yeah. Fist. Ever on Dragon Ball. Super Dragon Fist. Really? Why? I just Why? like a move that you can charge through your entire enemy with your entire body and just like completely rip them to pieces. And the more I think about it, it's actually between that and another one, but it's a really hard call and it's just those two moves. 
And the other one would be uh, Instant Transmission Kamehameha. My favorite is Kaioken, I think. I've, I've been thinking Kyle about, about it. Kaioken. Kaioken. <laughs> I was I was kidding, making right? a reference. Oh yeah, in, in the TFS. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite TFS moment with Kaioken was when uh, they were doing the Gal- Galagun and and uh, Kamehameha struggle, and then like Goku was like, Kaioken. No. Just, no. Time. No. 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 One of my fa- one of my favorites. I love Kaioken. One of my favorites from TFS two actually is um it was in the Slug movie where Goku just goes Kaioken and at this point Piccolo had ripped off his ears to avoid whistling and everything. So when Goku yells Kaioken, Slug goes Kaio. Then you just hear Piccolo in the background. What? <laughs> it's <laughs> it falls together really perfectly. <laughs> Oh, I love that! I love that slug movie where like uh, the uh, the blood kept trying to attack Piccolo, and Piccolo would just blast him out of the house every like every three, <laughs> like happens five times in a row. Um, and okay, TFS one is great. one more one more praise to TFS: the uh, return of Cooler once uh, Vegeta and Goku get frozen or get captured. Goku just <laughs> he goes, keeps kicking me dick. in the dick. Why? Why does he keep kicking me in the dick? And then just capitalizing on that joke. Wow. I can't believe every single one of them kicked you in the dick. And then go- Vegeta just goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> It was so good, man. I've been watching a lot of TFS. It's such a good, it's so good. Really? It's so, so good. Seriously, guys, I know they don't need the plug, but if you guys love Dragon Ball and want to get the story, but with a lot more humor and with it being cut dramatically... Then yeah, check out TFS or Team Four Star. They are really good with their stuff. Oh my god, yes. Um, I wanted to know, um, what were your thoughts on the whole Future Trunks thing? Uh, he comes back in Dragon Ball Z. No, he comes the first time we see him in Dragon Ball Z, and then he, obviously you'll you'll get to, to his arc in Dragon Ball Super. But what were your thoughts about this t- time traveling idea? Future Trunks in general, actually, is actually my favorite Dragon Ball character, period. So, whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah, didn't really expect that one, did you? No, not at all. I just love Future Trunks because, A, he used a sword, which, yes. And usually when it comes to time traveling, I honestly kind of hate it. I don't like um, just going back in time, changing something, and then having it dramatic increase on the future or anything like that and in aspects or thinking back on that it's kind of the same spiel here because i mean trunks goes back saves goku they destroy um cell and everything else but then when he comes back home nothing has changed and he still has to destroy the androids oh my god yes when he after the cell saga yeah i really enjoyed trunks when he went back in the future and he, he basically got rid of the androids and cell like just swiftly because of his entire hyperbolic time chamber training, which I felt like to him was such an important moment because he actually got to spend time with his father. Uh, because obviously in the future, uh, in Dragon Ball Z, Vegeta gets killed. And it's a whole different timeline. Yeah, but at the same um, time, poor and- Trunks spending a year with Vegeta. <laughs> And literally, <laughs> the first time we ever see Vegeta show any sort of, of like very strong emotional attachment to Trunks is, is when, when Trunks dies. Some... Yeah. <laughs> and then... Like, that says a lot about Vegeta. Then after that, Vegeta just goes absolutely crazy on Cell to no avail. But at the same time, when his son dies, that's the only time he really cares. Which honestly kind of seems to be a constant thing with Vegeta. 
Like, usually he just doesn't care, but then either when Trunks or Bulma get hurt, or when they get killed, or when something like that happens, then he goes into a blind rage and does something about it. But only once they get hit. No, I know. Uh, and I, one thing also, this whole pry thing that Vegeta has that really bothered me was um, two instances in the Cell Saga. First one, it's Goku dies. So it's Gohan versus Cell, the final Kamehameha. So Piccolo, um, Kirlin, Tien, and Yamcha all decide to go over to uh, Cell and just attack him and blast him just to give Gohan any sort of edge. And uh, Cell is just fighting back and taking care of them. And then Vegeta's like, oh, can we really win if if, if, I, if I go there and actually help, uh, help, out, help out Gohan? And had Vegeta not gone there and blasted that big bang attack on Cell... That would would that uh, that's what allowed Gohan to really blast him away and give him the the the, the fighting edge and to win. And I I just could not believe it that you know it took that much to really push Vegeta like to very last minute. Like literally everyone else is out except for like Vegeta because uh, Cell blasts out away Piccolo Go uh, Piccolo uh, Krillin uh, Tien and uh, Yamcha. I so, mean, kind of reminds God, Vegeta actually acted. Kind of reminds you of the original Broly movie, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. <laughs> and the other thing I hated about Vegeta is is how he allowed Cell to, to get absorb his form. Eighteen. Well, yeah, that's what Saiyan Pride does. Like they want their enemies to get stronger so they can still beat them and prove they're even better than they are. Like that's all Saiyan Absolute Pride. Goku does the exact stupidity. same thing. Even Gohan did the exact Dumbest same thing. thing. He, like, just took his time with Cell, like letting him build back up, letting him charge up, like towards. Towards the end of the fight, like, before Cell's Kamikaze, like, he was just toying with him instead of actually finishing him. Right, right, that's that, that's actually a good point. Gohan kind of went a bit... Yeah, he definitely had a Vegeta streak in him when he was signing Perfect Cell, and... But then was, again, we, we it, was also realized, his, okay. it was also his first taste of himself, like, as an actual Saiyan. Like, as a battle-hardened warrior. Uh, uh, yes, because he's definitely not a battle-hardened warrior in the Saiyan saga against Nappa. Yeah, he's super and he's definitely not in uh, Frieza. I mean, yeah, he attacks every now and again, but really, does he do any hardcore fighting? And then Cell, when he's literally guess thrown Frieza? to the wolves, he has no choice but to fight. And then that's when his Saiyan pride kicks in. Like, when it's him and Cell, his back against the wall, or his opponent's back against the wall because of his actions, that's when it takes over on him. But but I feel like against Frieza, he had some good moments. He has good he moments, yeah. He has some good L moments. But he hasn't ever, like, say, like, against uh, Raccoon or any of the Ginyu Force or Frieza himself, he's never gone, like, one-on-one. -on -one. That's probably what triggered it. He ha he did go one-on-one -on -one a couple of times against Frieza, where he, there was the, I remember there was one time where he really pummeled Frieza, smashed him down to the ground, and just blasted Blasted him with all these key blasts, and then one big key blast once one more time. And Vegeta was like, "What the hell is this kid on? What is going on right what, now? What um, what can I do to get this kind of power? He's only 11. <laughs> he was like he was like six, six at that point, yeah. But at the same time, it's just like you're really getting outclassed by a six-year-old Vegeta. Oh man, definitely. Um. Okay, what was, who was your favorite um, between, like, all of the humans? Like, if you had to choose between... Between, uh, like, Krillin, uh, Krillin. Yamcha, all, all those guys? Yeah, yeah, Tien, all those guys. I'm gonna have to say Krillin. What? Krillin was definitely a good one, and I would have to agree with that. Uh, what are your thoughts on Krillin? I love Krillin. I just love, like, every character, every main character especially, needs that best friend uh, character who 
like even if they don't add a whole lot but still try their best and still like honestly more times than not offer comedy relief I love Krillin in that sense because ever since Z came out yeah his fighting prowess hasn't exactly been the best but he's still out there fighting he still fights with the Cybermen he's still he's the one who goes to Namek with Bulma and Go and Gohan he's the one who or he also starts fighting um cell juniors and if not for him we wouldn't have had one of my favorite characters come back 18 because honestly if gohan hadn't punched her out and if he or if krillin actually had blown 18 up when he was supposed to we wouldn't have her and she turns out to be one of the best characters in the dragon ball uh, roster so he may not offer a whole lot i agree with a lot of what you're saying yeah he may not offer a lot on the battlefield but like as a character in his like in overall krillin is a really good character krillin is an amazing character and in my opinion um what i really love is how really definitely in the first two arcs the saiyan and frieza namek namek arc he's there the whole time and he's on the sideline on the fight fighting ground like uh, throughout all this Against Nappa, against uh, Vegeta, against the Ginyu Force, against Frieza. Like, he's really like there he, throughout. And he knows he yeah. knows going in that he's not really going to be able to add a whole lot, especially with, like, the power levels that the Saiyans are, or, like, that, um, that Frieza ends up being, or the androids even. He knows he's not really going to be able to add a whole lot to the fight, especially, like, say, if Vegeta or, Go- or Goku can't beat him, he doesn't have a chance. But he still tries. He still believes in what's right. He still does what he can to help. I mean, more often than not, 100%. more often than not, that means just holding on to a bag of sensu. But he's doing more than Tien or Yamcha. I I I had um a, this this hard time, but I I think it's him that's stronger than Tien. But it's always been weird to me that whole uh, who is stronger, Tien or Krillin. I think I think Krillin takes it. Krillin but has Tien's no joke. Krillin has the title of um, World's Strongest Human. But if you remember, Tien isn't human. Wait, Tien isn't human? I think you're wrong on that. Tien is definitely Go human. Go ahead and look that opinion. up. Okay, I will look it up. Um, and I also disagree on the strongest human being uh, um No, I know. He, uh, he may because... not have, or he may not actually be, but as far as I recall, he has that title. I thought, I definitely thought Oob was stronger. Oh, Oob might have taken it then. I'm not sure. Oob literally has the power of Boo. Uh, Boo, just as a human, yeah. Which, honestly, Oob left very little of an impression on me, so I honestly forgot he even existed. Okay, characteristics uh, for Tien. Uh, Human-type Earthling, three-eyed okay. hybrid. Three-eyed hi- Oh, okay, yeah, he's so Earthling. he's part alien. Gotcha. I just think I, I think he's a human. It doesn't matter if he has three eyes. He's still born on Earth. Well, three-eyed hybrid, I mean, that's what, like, yeah, he was born on Earth, probably like a uh, three-eyed hybrid or a three-eyed alien being a parent and then a human being another. That's what a hybrid means. Right, right, but he, I mean, he's I know still he's still human. human right? He's still human. Yeah, so I'll admit that wrong. You don't have to keep pushing that. No, sorry, I was just confused. I was just confused. Just I just wanted to. Co- okay, to, you're uh, good. Confirm it. Apparently, yeah. The three-eyed people, also called Triclops, is an ancient group of three-eyed people from which Tian Shinhan is descended. So it's like a clan on a on on in the Dragon Ball universe. This is what also what I love about Dragon Ball. There's like all these races. There's the Namekians, there's the Yardrax, there's the Frieza race, there's the three-eyed, uh, there's the Boo. There's, uh, there's, there's a whole like, lot the, of the races Kaioshins. that get thrown that get thrown into you. Like hell, even the even the gods of destruction or the angels or the Kai's or the saiyans or any of that 
that, they all get thrown in and they all have like their own, like what they believe and what they're good at and everything else. They have separate things that actually separate them into species and culture, which is honestly kind of amazing. <laughs> and I also love that th uh, after in Super, uh, we definitely have a thing where there's, uh, we open it up. It's not just planet Earth anymore. We go, we go out there. There's other universes. There's more. There's even more out there. We really open it up. I mean, hell, everything in, that's uh, that's available in Super in the se uh, second episode, Weiss even says, "We've searched all over the seventh universe for this." It's like, wait, seventh? You mean there's like at least six more? It's just like, um, yeah, okay. I believe you. This is Dragon Ball, so anything is yeah. kind of on the table here. <laughs> I mean, I won't spoil, but I feel like you know with the Tournament of Power, there's a lot of universes out there. Yeah, I mean, I know very little about it. I don't know, like, the fighters or haven't seen any of the fights or anything, but I know a little bit about what you've told me about Tournament of Power. Yeah, no, All the right. Tournament of Power is definitely my favorite arc. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people prefer the, the Future Trunks arc in uh, Dragon Ball Super, which I was really happy to do that arc to bring back Future Future Trunks. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of great stuff throughout, like, all of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball GT, even GT, yeah, um, and Dragon Ball as well. I really, in Dragon Ball, I love the tournaments always coming back. And one thing that, I love the, about that the is The tournaments that in Dragon Ball, like, in regular Dragon Ball, are just straight-up martial arts. Like, there's no key blast, there's no nothing. It's just a straight-up fist-to-fist fight right mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and there, well there are key blasts here and there definitely but at the same time these uh tournaments um what i love about them is that you know uh, it really it's not until the last one in, in dragon ball where goku becomes a teen that we see goku actually win one yeah and isn't his final opponent chi chi like uh no it's piccolo oh right uh, but he does one? but he does fight against chi chi which lets him win but at the yeah, same time chi chi's in there chi chi's in there at some point yeah so we know she's a fighter she just lets him win because i mean come on it's goku <laughs> and this is still I, this I is like still goku still wins though well i mean this is still when he, she's uh, head over heels for him so like literally do anything to see him smile like she was when they were kids so Oh man! Good so times. I know we're getting uh, getting deep into this, but there's one more topic I want to cover before we start like getting into fan questions. Oh man, yeah, I I have like a bunch of other topics, but like I I don't want to go on too long. But yeah, go that's kind of why ahead. I'm I'm saying yeah, because if we just talk about Dragon Ball all day, we'll literally talk about Dragon Ball all day. Okay, okay, we'll do your last topic, my last topic, then we'll get Sounds into good. questions. So mine's Yamcha, just in general. So in like the original Dragon Ball, he was the desert bandit. He was feared, he was known, and he was uh, merciless. The only problem is he could not talk to girls of his age. So like when Bulma came around, he would just completely shut down. But when he was the desert bandit, he was a badass. He actually went, um, if I remember, he went head to head with Goku. When he was a kid, yeah, but still. And just the only thing that stopped him from using Wolf Fang Fist, which back then was an actual very cool move, then Bulma comes around and he just completely shuts down. Unfortunately, that's my only draw from him from Dragon Ball. And then we get to Dragon Ball Z, where he ended up dating Bulma, and then they break up and everything else. And then he's just utterly useless. <laughs> he is the butt of a joke throughout the rest of the entire Dragon Ball canon. Just... He trains like crazy for the Cybermen or for the Saiyans coming and gets taken out by an exploding Cyberman. 
and he trains again and gets ki- almost killed by Jero or or 19 and just he's just a butt of a running joke we've seen how good this guy can be and then now we're just seeing him literally get crapped over every single arc literally like i love yamcha as a guy i love him as a character but he lost all of his badassness like all of his cool factor was gone after after Dragon Ball. To me, Yamcha was a, a character, like, it, it was like the nine day. Dragon Ball was like super badass mode. Absolutely uh, a great, like, we people compared him to like Goku, and he's like, okay, this guy, this guy's out there. This guy's a good character. This guy's really strong. We're happy. But then we start getting hints of, oh, wait, this guy's a bit of a joke. Like, he, he was losing these fights, and we're like, what? Yamcha, come on, get it together. And then I feel like the, what did it, what turned him into a complete joke was the Cyberman death that just completely made him a joke to everyone and that's why to me he's always going to be a joke character like i that that's irreversible because i mean here's the thing he's the only one who got killed by a cyberman um napa or napa died uh chaotsu died trying to blow himself up to take uh napa out tn died because napa killed him and Piccolo died defending Gohan. Everyone else died because of Nappa, and then a Cyberman, the rest of them were able to handle, but then Yamcha just died. And ever since then, like, the rest of them would still train. Tien wouldn't really do a whole lot until Cell. And, like, keeping second form Cell at bay with his tri-beam, but aside from that, he doesn't really do anything either. So... Really, most Earthlings are kind of (laughs) useless, but Yamcha is just the one that there's absolutely no point, really. Like, he's just here because he's a famous, recognizable character, and that's really about it anymore. That's where it ends. Yeah, that's it. Yamcha's legacy is just done. Um, I wanted to ask you, what were your thoughts on the Red Ribbon Army? In Dragon Ball, I love the Red Ribbon Army. (laughs) Really? Like, why is that? I just love like the fact that there's an actual target organiz or organization or factory or whatever you want to call them, like an actual target for Goku to take care of. Like, there's more Red Ribbon Army here. There's more Red Ribbon Army there. I just like that kind of spiel. Like, it's like a freedom fighter as going up against an entire army. And then when they're technically brought back in Z with the androids, I just kind of love seeing that trademark um, RR logo on them, really. Even though when I first saw it, I thought it was Team Rocket. Definitely. Um, To me, the Red Red Army, what I loved about them the most is definitely the challenge they gave Goku in the Dragon Ball. Some of those Dragon Ball episodes where he's just going through the Red, Red Army uh, um, buildings and he's just blowing everything up. And then a Raleigh shows up and then you have Android 9. And it's just it's a great, great, great battle um, that uh, Goku uh, puts together there. And then they come back with, with Dr. Jiro and Android 19 and they set up the whole cell thing. Like it was a great 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 uh addition to the dragon ball universe so i was definitely a big fan of the red ribbon army as well because okay. uh okay. audience questions one time? uh one okay, qu- one final thing though as opposed yeah. to red ribbon army like in z they came up with new fresh original enemies they had raditz they had napa they had frieza they had vegeta like all these were original characters created for z but then when you finally get a tie-in to something that actually tied into the original Dragon Ball, 
nostalgia marks just went through the roof for everyone who actually grew up with that show. 100%. That's absolutely true. All right. I just wanted to get that out. So go on ahead and lead us on. All right. So we are going to be taking uh, questions that you guys left us on Discord. And Facebook is where I got the most questions. So that's what we're going to be answering. We won't be doing all of them. I just want to maybe do three, four questions. And then we will be closing out with our final thoughts. So the first question is from uh, on Discord, on the Giant Music Discord server. Uh, Vin Pulse Productions asks... Uh, referring to the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, why isn't Gohan in the movie? That's a great question. Why isn't Gohan in there? Because Hotshot? he's studying. Really? Really? Do you have any other alternative as opposed to him studying? I don't want. I don't want to. Uh, you know he, he, he. You know that he's in the tournament of power. Like, yeah, he he's gets, in the tournament he of power. He fights. Shape. He gets back into shape. But once he's not fighting, what else is he doing? When Goku, when he's, Goku, he's, he's when Goku now. isn't fighting or training, he's dying. When Gohan is fight isn't fighting, what is he doing? He he's but the, the thing is he's a fighter now. He's 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 a father and a fighter. Like he's not then studying he's taking anymore. care of his he's, daughter. But like Gohan should have been in the movie, dude. To me, Gohan should have been in the movie. It would have been great. Like I even Piccolo goes, I shouldn't gone. I'll go out there. Yeah, and but help here's you guys. Like, here's no, here's the go thing. Go out there. Broly is a massive enemy to Goku and Vegeta. Gohan, yeah, he was there but didn't really have anything up against Broly, or Frieza for that matter. And the same can be said for Piccolo. It's mainly a Vegeta and Goku fight because they're always the one who finishes it with Frieza. My question is, why didn't Beerus do anything? Because Beerus can't get involved. He's the god of destruction. Still, Whis got involved. Uh, he could have gotten involved. No, we we just dodged because he happened to be there because he was a spectator, but he didn't get involved. Involved. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and Beer Weiss is stronger than Beerus, so why? You know what I mean? Wait, Weiss is stronger than yeah. Okay, that actually makes sense. Okay, yeah. You, you so where that, was right? going that... exactly? <laughs> On honestly, I'm mean? just getting. I'm just saying that to get away from Beerus and and Weiss. I'm still arguing my point here. <laughs> Your point is that you're wrong, and that Gohan should have been there. Yeah, but he wasn't, so I win. Weiss, I can say he was. I can say Beerus, he was studying, and you can't prove me wrong. He's not in school anymore, homie. He's a father. Can, okay, then I can say he's taking care of Pan, and you can't prove me wrong. This is what should have happened. They should have gone Boo, Gohan, Piccolo, Android seventeen and eighteen. Like these are strong characters. Just all friggin' whip him in there and help Vegeta and Goku. That would have been awesome. Just a huge okay. Would you rather battle. all of that, or would you rather have just gotten Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Gogeta? Because if they if they Both. had all of them, Both. Because here's if the they thing: had all of if them, you can add those in. If they had all those fighters as well as a fusion, that would make for like a three-hour-long, just straight-up Dragon Ball fight. That would be awesome! It would, but at the same time, it would really dwell really quickly. And it's just... No, it, it wouldn't! Makes, no, it, it wouldn't! It makes easier storytelling to just do lesser or fewer characters. No, I agree! But this is... That would have been so cool! Seeing how... Okay, so I can see my point because it is easier, especially for a company like that, to do it with fewer characters for the fight. But as a fan, I can see your argument seeing a massive fight like that. But knowing both sides of the spectrum, I can understand why they didn't involve any other fighters. I mean, it just would have been really awesome. It would have been, been I mean, I feel cool. like I'm repeating myself. Yeah. All right. 
Um, so let's let's get to some other of these uh, questions on Facebook. Um, All right, I actually got I actually got from... those ones pulled up over here. So we got a question from Andy Lee from who or saying who's the strongest Earthling? Which I honestly think that we talked about a little bit. We kind of had a back and forth between Tien and Krillin. Oob and Oob got yeah Oob, Oob got stronger. Involved. Yeah, I know that's kind of why I took a minute and rethought about what we said. Hercule is the strongest yeah, no, Earthling no, of all time. No, 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 Hercule no. Can, no, here's the thing. No. Hercule could call on Boo. That's not fair. But that's literally that's true. That's not his fighting. But it's still... He, it, Hercule it's his is... Yamcha is stronger than Hercule. Okay, here's what we do. Here's what we do. Hercule calls on Boo, and then Boo literally uh, molds himself onto Hercule, and then Hercule controls Boo's powers. That's still not his own power. That's not him being the strongest Earthling. That's him fighting as Boo, or using Boo's strength. He is an Earthling, his, and no. in that state, he would be strong enough to defeat Krillin and all of the Earthlings no, put together. No, that's not, no. That is not true at all, because he's not fighting as an Earthling then. He's using a Majin's power. That's not his power. Who's the strongest Earthling okay, well, with Oob, Earthlings? Oob, 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 Oob uses Imagine's power. Oob, Oob uses Imagine's yeah, power. Yeah, but it's his own power. But it's Imagine's power to begin yeah, with. Yeah, but it's his power that he has naturally, not, hey, Boo, grab onto my body and then let me use your power. That, no. Oob. I know. I'm totally, yeah, I'm totally no. messing around. <laughs> You're just doing this because I admitted I hate Hercule and I will forever hate Hercule. Hercule's, Hercule's not that really bad. Hercules got really good redeeming moments. He has like, yeah, I will admit he does have redeeming moments when, you know, the world is in danger or it was about to be blown up or Videl is about to die. Other than that, he is a total ass and a total weakling. He's still cool. Yeah, you can have your opinion, even if it's wrong. How is it wrong? Because it's Hercules saying the best. Yeah, that's just wrong. No, I'm not saying he's the best. I'm saying he's cool. You can still have your opinion, even if it's wrong. It's not Next wrong. Question. I'm just saying, Hercule's a great character. There's a lot more to Hercule than you think. Again, you can have your opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you're being closed-minded about you're right, this, right, I am. Stop no. doing that. Okay, fine. Last question. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, there's not that many questions, guys, but still. Um, Frédéric Gagné asks, why Krillin has no nose? So the English is kind of broken here, but why does Krillin have no nose? Which is a legitimate question, if because you Because then it would just be another target for Cell to break. What? What? If you have a nose, that's an easy part of the human body to break. What? But, like, how does he breathe if he has no nose? Frillin has powers. Frillin has powers that he can breathe through his ears. No, Krillin has no nose because some jackass in designing just forgot to add a nose and then forgot to spread the message, hey, I forgot the nose. So when they saw him without a nose, they just kept drawing him that way. I still feel like... um. I feel like he needs a nose, but um, uh, I here's a here's a, something I pulled up. He does not possess a visible nose and has six spots of mox moxibution burns on his forehead, a reference to the practice of Shaolin monks. Toriyama once stated seemingly humorously that Krillin's lack of a nose is because he has a quote physical idiosyncrasy. No, idiosyncrasy that allows him to breathe through his pores and his skin. Okay, there we go. That's why Krillin what? has no nose. He breathes through his pores and his skin. That makes no sense. It's Dragon Ball, dude. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, last question I want to ask you because you, you just you just made me think. What's the most, what the hell Dragon Ball logic moment that you had in all of Dragon Ball? Like, what's that one moment you when you went like that, that, 
that you know what Dragon Ball logic sensu beans. What? But no. Wait. What? Why? Dude, you eat a bean and then you magically restore all of your battle damage, broken bones, internal bleeding, everything like that, and magically restores you all the way up to full power, no matter how badly you're beaten down. Although they can't work on. But illnesses. those are great. Yeah, it, they're great. I won't say that they're bad, but it is still a what the f- moment. Okay, mine, my moment is when Nappa shoots a huge beam to Gohan and Piccolo gets in the way. But his legs are spread every time. wide open. No, 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 no. They are, though. He, uh, he, that, too, but he would have had the time to <laughs> grab Gohan out of the way. I mean. Another one. Apparently, apparently Master Roshi in Dragon Ball can destroy moons. Yeah. Yes, he can. There's a lot of Dragon Ball logic stuff that makes no sense. We to have me. a talking turtle, as well as a talking okay, pig you know and what? a talking flying cat. Okay, I I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> this is this if is where we, it ends. Honestly, <laughs> we should do another podcast. Just top five what the f- Dragon Ball moments. If you want, we could do that. <laughs> but seriously, um, seriously, that was uh, all the questions. I don't know what else to add now. And like, yeah, just just so much. WTF stuff happening here. It's Dragon Ball. Like, it's weird. It's crazy. It has awesome fight scenes. It has stupid characters. It has amazing, iconic characters. But it is something that we love. Definitely. All right. Um, my final thoughts on Dragon Ball. I really love this anime, and it's what allowed me uh, to really enjoy all of the other series I watch. And I, through all the other animes I watch, I, f- I find ties to Dragon Ball. I find that the main character resembles Goku, that the anime resembles Frieza. There's a lot in anime that was influenced by Dragon Ball. And it's this amazing, iconic uh, anime that everyone should at least give a try. So if you've never watched Dragon Ball, first of all, how the hell did you get this far into the podcast? Second of all, go watch Dragon Ball. It's so good. It's so action-packed and it's just one of the, it's like the eighth wonder of the world to me. As an anime fanatic, I love it. Hotshot, your final I thoughts. I love Dragon Ball. That's it. No. But seriously, I do agree with everything that you did, that you just said. There are so many iconic ties and so many references to Dragon Ball in other animes. And it is one that, yeah, even though I may have jumped all over the place, like seeing very little of the original seeing most of Z, seeing some of GT, and just today actually started Super, I can still recognize characters. I still know who they are. I know how they act. I still love these characters, and no matter how much time changes, they don't. And that's exactly kind of what I want, because it stays true to who they are and who they were as they started. So, yeah, even though I may not be an anime fanatic like Jaden over here, Ant or Dragon Ball is one of my all-time favorites and is still very, very dear to me and close to my heart. Though Jaden, um, I did have one last thing from you because you know mine, but I don't know yours. Your favorite uh, Dragon Ball character? Oh man, you're putting me on the spot here. There's so many I love. Oh, I mean, you found out mine by uh, accident, so this is just fair. Oh, uh, so many. Oh, okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um. Oh man, I'm gonna. You know what? I I don't know if it's. I might change my mind right after we stop recording. But for the longest time, and maybe j- right now, I would say Piccolo was definitely one of my favorite characters, and like my favorite character for a long time. I love his uh, arc uh, in the Namekian saga where he fuses with Nail, and then he fuses with Kami, and he he's kind of like that in between humans and Saiyans, where he's the hybrid, where he's powerful enough to 
help out the Sangs, and he's like really strong to like keep up with Goku in a lot of the arcs. So uh, I definitely think uh, Piccolo uh, is a really really cool character, and I love. All right, Piccolo. I'll ask you. Um, I'll ask you again after we stop recording. So you want to go ahead and wrap us up? <laughs> yes. All right, Hotshot. Please let us know where people can find you. And uh, I saw that you guys put out a podcast with Keo, and I want you to plug this channel because mm-hmm. I am excited. I listened to it. Great, great stuff. Go ahead. Let the viewers know what's going so, down. So yes, finally, Caution Ginger or Hotshot Ginger. I have changed my name so many times has finally got a video up but it's not on my own channel it is on a channel over called nostalgia brothers and it is a channel that i do with gopro kyo and another friend of ours we will be doing podcasts and we will be trying to get let's plays and stuff like that out for you guys on that channel and also i have made a promise to myself 2019 is going to be the year of the ginger that means I will actually be getting Let's Plays out for you guys, hopefully. If not, I will at least be doing podcasts and something to add on my own channel. So that way, Jaden will have to listen to me for once. I am so excited for you. You have no idea. I love the fact that you put out a podcast uh, with GoPro Kyo. And guys, it was really good. It was like about video games. It was super nerdy. And if if you guys are nerds, and just like uh, just like myself... Go give it a, a, a check it out. The link will be in the description of the YouTube video for that. Go subscribe to Nostalgia Brothers. Um, yeah, no, you guys really had a good chemistry. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, and we did love recording it. However, after we recorded it, I lost my voice. I had absolutely no voice the following day. But it is something that we've been trying to get up off the ground for a while with another friend of ours. So be on the lookout for more podcasts like that. Um, just keep a close eye on my channel for now. I'm not sure when my first will go up, but it will be going up sometime this year. I will be committing to actually creating more as opposed to just being a host tied to Jane's washing machine in his basement. Okay, it's a dryer. You got it wrong. Oh, God, don't punish me again. Why are you bringing the wax over here? <laughs> All right. Um, also, I just want to ask about... I just wanted to ask about Nostalgia Brothers. Um, so you guys have the one podcast out right now. Um, when's the next video coming out? Is it uh, in the works? Like, I just... I, literally, as a fan, I would like to know when... Like, I want I want a bit of the inside It is in here. the plan in the works. Unfortunately, um, with it being Kyo, myself, and another friend of ours, we have to wait till all three of us can get free in order to record. So unfortunately, it just takes a little little bit more time to plan but it is in the works we have been talking about numerous nostalgia brothers uh podcast ideas as well as video ideas so it is in the works as well as other stuff that is being in the workshop right now so it is an active channel we just have to be able to get together and plan and record and everything else so unfortunately i can't even give you guys a time frame all i know is that it's happening i mean i'll take it i'll take it all right uh for myself you can uh, oh were you done plugging uh, yeah i'm done Go ahead. <laughs> okay, go, go, go. Um, <laughs> right. Um, okay, first of all, guys, if you want to roast me in the next episode, roastgiant at hotmail.com. Hotshot will be looking through all those emails, and he will be compiling them, um, and he will be the roast master for that episode. He will be telling me uh, what you guys want to insult me about. It's going to be a great episode. It's it's a great way to celebrate 50 um, episodes of anime podcasters. Um, and also, uh, giantmusic.com backslash shop if you want to get yourself some Giant Music merch. And finally, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to us uh, on iTunes and Spotify. You can subscribe to the channel uh, for more anime podcasters. Obviously, the podcast is also on SoundCloud. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GiantMusic, GiantMusic.com. If you want to hire me from some audio services, Giant Music is on Discord. And if you want to become a Giant Music patron, uh, we have um, – oh, sorry. I just dropped something. We have some amazing um, – uh, 
tiers and rewards, including one where uh, for $1 a month, you get early access to the podcast. So I always post the Anime Podcasters uh, audio version uh, on Patreon before anywhere else. Uh, so go check out Giant Music on Patreon and pledge if you want to support my content. Thank you. Thank you all so much for becoming... Um, um, no, sorry. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Really appreciate it. I can't believe it. Yo, we're one away from 50. We're one away from 50, Hotshot. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Can we get 100 after, uh, before the end of the year? Do you want to no. challenge that? <laughs> I really, really don't. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you all so much. We will see you in the next episode of Anime Podcasters. Bye. Bye.